Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Standing on My Soapbox, the daily rant and radio show. We talk about all of the good, bad, and the ugly of current events. Join your host, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. You, our listeners, are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us. Call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your host and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. Well, thank you, Katie, and welcome everyone to Standing on My Soapbox. I am your host, Scott Fullerton. In just a minute, we'll be joined by my ever-cheery and faithful co-host, actor and writer, Mr. Craig Hurley. Today is Tuesday, April 2nd, 2019. Hope you're all ready to stand on my soapbox with us by calling in at 347-989-0126. That's 347-989-0126. Join us in talking about the news of the day, politics, pop culture, or whatever's on your mind. Let's go ahead and get this show started. Mr. Craig Hurley, how the heck are you? Good. How are you, sir? I am just peachy. I have my car back today, so I'm mobile again, and I'm a happy camper. $600 poor, but what can you do? It's better than the mm. 1000 or 1100 that the uh, dealership won, so I'm a happy camper. Yeah, good. Uh, what was the name of the uh, the auto uh, uh, place, that, uh, the mechanics? Auto in Boardman, Ohio. Thank you, Keymass Auto in Boardman, Ohio. You guys are the bomb diggity. There you go. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you like have a busy day. Uh, yeah, super busy. I, I'm just jammed. It's just a kind of a emotional nightmare. I freaking hate moving to. I can imagine. I I told you I moved 19 times, and I'm not an actor. You guys are used to moving around from job to job, or at least packing up. Even if you have a home base, you have to go live in a hotel for a while. I nah, I'm tired of living like a gypsy. <laughs> it's not fun at all. It's supposedly in. Uh, I took I took a psychology course in uh, in college, um, and there was this uh, one chapter all based on tragedies and what they actually do to you and moving, even though, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be a tragedy um, is it takes as much. Uh, uh, it, they, they, they ran this thing on a, on a point scale, um, like a hundred points is somebody's death and, or, a, you know, a death of a significant other. Right. Um, and, and, uh, moving is also a hundred points that it, uh, that it, and, and, and every single time you experience, uh, something like that, um, a tragedy or, or, uh, something in your life that causes these points to be upwards of a hundred points. Um, it affects an organ, uh, in your body in some way. So that's why people usually get sick after somebody dies or they usually get sick after a move or uh, there's a lot of things that actually uh, take place in your life. And each one of those has a point scale. Um, and, yeah. you know, depending on how, how much it affects you uh, is depending on what the points is. And if you get over like 300 points, you should watch out in a year 
you should watch out for some some disorder, some disease, some some virus, something. So what you know, pay attention to your body and take care of yourself if you're experiencing any of these things, because your mind will actually go after organs in your in your body. And because the organs are there to um, to filter these things, to take care of these things. So, you know, that's why a lot of people have heart attacks and, and stuff like that when people in their family or in their lives die. So or right. or they move. Uh, so or they move. Yeah, moving is yeah yeah moving is it, one it of those could definitely be pointer. a traumatic experience i mean geez i i've had one time where i had someone actually move me and that was a joy and a not joy in itself it was nice i didn't have to do anything they literally came in and packed every box for me but they literally pack everything that you leave out like if you leave an ashtray out with a cigarette in it. They're going to pack that with the ashes in it and they pack absolutely everything. So it's kind of like a surprise opening the boxes when you get to your new residence, but it is nice not to have to deal with <laughs> That it. sounds like not a good Christmas that if you're opening up packages that <laughs> someone else why. packaged for you and you happen to smoke a cigarette right before <laughs> and they pack that ashtray, Dude, that's a nasty Christmas present. That's not that's not fun. That opening of that would not be fun. There was fun. a couple of boxes of stuff that we like. Where did we leave this? It's like because they go through your closets. They go through, They just take everything. They just put it in boxes and they label what room it's from. And like I said, it was sweet as hell not to have to do anything. Didn't have to pack one thing. Didn't have to drive it or move anything. Didn't have to put it into the rooms they brought it into. But opening those boxes was. A bad Santa Christmas. I think you're 100 percent right on that. It was very weird. Oh, there's was, there's that depends that I used right before we moved. That's not right. Good. Exactly. God forbid you weren't having a little night of uh, a fun and foreplay the night before. Who knows what could be found in there? I don't know. Let's just leave it at that. But it was it was an interesting experience. I had no idea where my gay porn went. I I just have no idea. Now I know. They packed it for me. Thank you so much. There you go. Oh, man, so much news this week. Things are happening at like... Oh, dude, uh, there's news every single day, especially when we have liar-in-chief. This dude lies at least 22 times a day. That's the stat. That is the stat on this guy. 22 times a day, he lies to the public. Absolutely crazy. He does. And, and he, he does it with a straight face. I don't know how he doesn't have a tell. He doesn't even have a tell. He just does it straight out, bald face lie. I think that is his tell. Just well, the fact that, that he's opening his mouth is the tell. <laughs> What's that uh, Megan Trainer song? I know you're lying because your lips are moving. That's definitely yeah, our president. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I didn't know she knew number 45. Yeah, exactly. Dude, uh, who would have thought? They were, they I'm were sorry. Go ahead. That. No, I said, who would have thought they were, they were known friends before that? Because she got him down to a science. This idiot claimed that he, he did this rant on, on – I'm surprised he hasn't called in here. This is a rant show, dude. You can call in here and talk shit anytime you want to. Anytime, 45. Any freaking time. You can, you can call on here and lie that. 22 times in the, in the next hour. We'll, uh, we'll give you, you know, the right to do that, dude. 
Um, but uh, yeah, he claimed that they already sent Puerto Rico $92 billion. $92 billion. Really? Right. Wait, wasn't it only 26 that you needed for your damn wall down on the southern border? You sent them $92 billion? What? When? Exactly. When did that happen, dude? It Maybe a million dollars a day for military, uh, you know, National Guard, any of that that's stepping in. Maybe, maybe a million dollars a day. So if you sent them there for three months, maybe $90 million is what you've kind of sent them in aid. But $92 billion? What? What? Dude, I, what? I know. Dude, I'm going to have that the inside guy is retarded, and I'm not talking uh, scientifically. It, I'm so tired of this. This guy's a freak. I'm going to have I'm going to have a little inside scoop on this tomorrow. Remember, I told you my cousin lives in Puerto Rico. I totally forgot. Dude, I have, I, I've got people. I got people that I can talk to right now about what's going on in in Puerto Rico. Well, I, I, I've got people that because I forgot yeah. that she's in town. So we're having because she came into town. She flew in last week to meet with my other cousin and they all they drove to arkansas to see their mom and i forgot about it and so they got back yesterday and they called last night and said we're going to do a little dinner tonight before she flies back to puerto rico on thursday so we're going to go out dinner tonight after the show so i'm going to get the inside scoop on all this puerto rico stuff so i'm looking forward to that it's so dumb puerto rico is in the united states do you all understand that does, does everybody the out there States. listening it's audience in the United States? You freaking States. get it's that? Oh, yeah, it's part of the United States. It is. It, it's 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 us. It's ours. It's it's our. We we share this. It's Puerto Rico. It's our territory. What exactly, dude? I didn't we, want to you don't need a you, passport. These silly, stupid Americans out there that I didn't want them to think it was actually. They were going to look on a map for it inside next to North Dakota or something. You don't you need a passport to, to travel. To to Puerto Rico, you you don't need a passport for that. It's it, it it's a United States territory. We should just be dumping as much money into there as possible to get that place up and running again. Uh, it's it's so sad. And and then this whole thing he does this tweet storm last night about health care, and now they're deciding they're going to wait till after the election before they're going to show us this great health care. Remember they're he was going to be the Republicans going to be the new party of health care and the best. But we're going to wait till after the election now. So you better. They've never been the party of health care. Senators and people to pass it. But yet they're still going to fight to end Obamacare, even though they have nothing to replace it with. So now they have. Right. To it, was repeal, it was repeal. And not going to fix it was repeal. It was repeal. For a year and a half. For two more years. Yeah. You need to, you, you need to you need to find a replacement first before you repeal and replace. I, I, I'm just not understanding how people and how he himself, uh, you, you don't understand the English language. I, I'm serious. What language do you speak? You don't, you don't get it. I, 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 just so frustrated. It is. It's, dumb. Just, it's like, come on. It's just logic. I don't, I don't. So don't much insane bullshit coming out of there. Do some logic with it. Don't just. Yeah. Been to total baloney, like you said. Try, have a have a little logic behind it. That's all I ask. Make it so it's possible. Something is possible that it happened, but just these straight out lies, where it's provable that it's not. 
is just ridiculous. How can we trust anything? I mean, he's basically single-handedly lost all trust in our government, and it was pretty bad before he got there. I think what was Congress's um, approval rating before he got there? Maybe twelve percent, seventeen percent. Yeah, not and good. Now, now it's even it? worse. It's got to be even worse because you can't believe a damn thing that comes out of their mouth, and it's like unbelievable that it's bringing down both sides of the aisle because you can't believe either of them. So it's just, no, I've, uh, said that. I've said that over and over. They're all douchebags. All corrupt politicians just need to be thrown in jail. Let's just end it. Throw them in jail because they're corrupt, which is going to be extremely difficult because then you're going to have like 95% of Congress and 95% of the Senate freaking in jail. How are you going to run a country? You've got to replace right, all those right. people. And their replacement hey, kind of sucks. Did you see your girl's Twitter fight, um, AOC? And I, mean, I should, you told me not to say that, but I, I'll say AOC because it's easier. And Lynn Cheney are in a Twitter fight right now. <laughs> that would be fun. Congresswoman, Congresswoman. Let's, let's be respectful about this. She is a Congresswoman. So Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, you don't Ocasio-Cortez. even need to add her first name. It's just, you know, Ms. You Cortez, okay. Ms. Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, Congresswoman Ocasio Ortez is in a Twitter Ortiz. fight with Lynn Cheney, which I am absolutely loving right now, um, because uh, Cheney decided to troll her um, representative Ocasio Cortez. Um, said something in the town hall the other day. About- I'm sure all the Latinos out there are appreciating that we are trying to be respectful at the same time, butchering the hell out of her name. Exactly. But go ahead, exactly. <laughs> We're trying. This is why I don't like to go. I have to be really careful when I go around people that have accents because I tend to automatically pick them up in a really bad oh, way. Dude, Katie like does that. Mocking. Katie does that. No. And it sounds like you're racist. Katie does does that shit too. I think it's hilarious, man. I think it's absolutely hilarious. I'm sitting talking to an Australian person. All of a sudden I'll start getting these Australian accents that are really bad or English or Scottish or whatever, whatever, Spanish. It doesn't matter. I'll start taking the dialect. (laughs) You start talking like Speedy Gonzalez. Hey, man. (laughs) I need the wall. (laughs) You're hanging out with with Latinos and all of a sudden, oh man, yeah, yes, I'm I, starting I, I to go. talk like this all the time. No, that's actually the inner voice of our dog. Um, our dog oh, Sugar right. was was born in Colombia, the country. Colombia, by the way, for all of you who do not know, is in South America. So it's another country, just like, uh, dude. Fox News said that he is putting sanctions or not giving aid to three Mexican countries. There are no other countries. It's Mexico. Mexico is Mexico. (laughs) There are no three other Mexican countries. These are South American countries, and they all stand by themselves. Honduras, Guatemala, Argentina. These are all Colombia. They all stand by themselves. They're countries. Oh, Oh, people so are so funny. dumb. Please educate yourself. Anyway, um, and, and I, I still can't believe all the stuff that people are believing on, on, on Fox. It's a freaking tabloid. It's a digital tabloid owned by the tabloid king. Rupert Murdoch is the tabloid king, dude. 
and 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 he just made it digital. I I, I just oh, it's it's just so unbelievable to me that thirty percent of this country is that stupid that they're going to believe this crap that is put in front of them. It's because where, they're where white was men I? In suits. You got to listen to white where, men in suits. Where was I? Whole, I? I think we were talking. I was trying to talk about the Twitter war for a second. But anyway, um, she had said something about how Roosevelt brought along the Twenty Second Amendment for president. Is it 22nd or 24th Amendment? It limits the presidency. 25th. 25th is the one we need to be applying, where the well, president is insane. Yeah. He is mentally <laughs> ill and needs to be taken out of office. I just want to impeach him just for the avocados. Dude, I, I love avocados. <laughs> and actually, the Coca-Cola that comes from Mexico is better than the Coca-Cola that's made in the United States. That bottled Coca-Cola is really well, fucking well, good. Well, anything in and, bottles yeah, is better than and, and dude, what, uh, what? So now I'm not going to get avocados or Coca-Cola? Dude, impeach, impeach, impeach now, now, now. Coca-Cola is a United States way of life, dude. That that's a company they, that you know. Whole wow, it was formed here, man. So yeah, and we're not going to get it now. Avocado will be gone in three days if they close that border. No, three weeks. No three avocados weeks. left. Three weeks. Oh, is it three weeks? I know. Yeah, three close. weeks. Uh, 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 it's so dumb. It's so dumb. He's so dumb. <laughs> oh my goodness, crazy! It's just, it's just bad. It's bad. But let's move on. I'm sick of talking about him. No, it was the, uh, the three Mexican countries, and we were talking about Colombia and something that happened in Colombia right before that. Honor to bring back around to that. What the hell were we talking about? Um, yeah. Okay. You're good at that. You'll remember eventually. I will. I, I'll remember it. it it'll Dude, come back to me in a second. You can go off topic like you can. You can hit 12 topics and come back to all 12 of them. I can hit three yeah, topics I can. and come back to one. I'll out come two. back to it. I think it Alrighty. had something to do with the governor of Puerto Rico wanting to punch him in the face. Um, wanted to punch well, 45 in the face. That story the other because, day, yeah. Yeah. That was because he wouldn't meet with him. I remember that story. Yeah, he wouldn't meet with him. You should meet with him. Hey, He's buddy, the governor though, of one of your states. Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, Buttigieg has another great story out today. I loved it. He's already gone viral again. He was on Lawrence O'Donnell last night, and they showed his little – they moved his little chart of, of how he's trending. And he's trending from the bottom three months ago to third from the top right now, which is really cool. But anyway, he's back doing his mayor stuff yesterday morning, going about his own business, actually doing mayor stuff back in South Bend. Thinking he has a day to himself, and he's trying to go to the bathroom, and all of a sudden this couple comes out of the elevator and says, "Oh, Mayor Pete, just the person I'm looking for." And he goes, "Oh God!" He says to himself, yeah. "He said he's trying to be as nice as he can." I'm gonna get he attacked, said, and I is he walking out of the elevator or the men's room? Ruin. Well, it turns out that this couple, Mary and Gabe, explained they were on their way to the hospital for a 9 a.m. appointment for a C-section. And they were hoping they could be married before she delivered. And he sure nice. enough brought a couple of his staff members together uh, for witnesses, did a quick little uh, marriage ceremony for him, got him a cab to get to the hospital just right on time. And they sent him a beautiful picture afterwards. This thing's gone viral. It's like so cool. It turns into a great Dude, story. That's awesome. He's going to be interrupted. And he all of a sudden appreciates the marriage right before these guys have their first. I'm loving Mayor Pete. I want to see him yeah, as president. He, he seems, yeah, no, he seems, uh, he seems like a, a, a good guy. He seems like a good candidate. And he also seems like he 
works for the people, which is what politicians need to do. However, sadly, um, sorry to say this, but 2020 is going to be won by number 45. He will then again be number 46. Um, And uh, it's because they are already cheating. Uh, Facebook, I don't know if you noticed something, but Facebook took off all of the white supremacy and all of those types of posts. Anything that is pro that, um, which is just disgusting behavior. Uh, But they they took it off. And, uh, you know, Facebook has actually changed its format as well. Um, The FBI had a long conversation with Zuckerberg. So, uh, uh, they uh, instructed him exactly what to do in order to make sure that we're not as influenced by Russia as we were in the election in, in 2016. So um, uh, if you've noticed, Facebook's format has changed. Uh, the, the, the lettering is smaller. Um, there's less things that you're actually allowed to post. Um, they, they will block you really quick. Um, they, there's only certain things that, that you are actually allowed to post now. Um, uh, it, it seems to me that they've already begun the cheating and the influencing, um, and, and, it, and it's so weird to me because, you know, 70% of the United States is, is, is just furious. Just like, we're, we're done with this. You guys are being idiots. You're, you're insane. Uh, you know, all the shit that this administration is, is trying to pull and pulling is insanity. So there's 70% of the people in the United States that are like, okay, we're done. Um, but that other 30% of um, dumbasses um, are, are still there and still promoting whatever this agenda is. Uh, and I, it, it doesn't, it, it's not very appealing, guys. Um, it, it really isn't. The whole racism thing, right. and, and uh, it, it's just really not appealing. And I, I'm glad you reared your ugly ass heads um, because then now I know who you are. You know, now 70 percent of the United States knows who the hell you are. Uh, There's a case right now that um, in uh, Texas where this uh, white supremacist beat up. I'm not going to say his name because I I don't want to glorify his freaking dumb ass. Um, He beat up on film. uh, Somebody was taping it, of course, and not stepping in. But they're they're taping it with their cell phone, not stepping in as a white supremacist beating the hell out of a black lady. Um, yeah, uh, but you know, at least they taped it and then he was arrested and, and he, while in jail, got a haircut, shaved and, and changed his clothes so that he doesn't look anything like the way he looked when he got arrested for this crime. Oh man. And, and and then tried to get out of the front of the police station and he couldn't because there was a crowd of people there waiting to kick his ass outside of the police station. Like the police, oh, you, know, what do you, what, you know, you'd think the police would be able to do something if there's a whole crowd of people standing outside of the police station waiting to kill this dude. So um, <laughs> he had to be escorted of the police station through the back and had a police escort home. But 
everybody knows where you live, dumbass. So you might want to move. The same thing with um, with this guy that just got uh, released from prison in Chicago, in Illinois. This freaking puke. This guy was a Satan worshiper in 1970, whatever the hell. I remember this. I, w- I was like eight years old and or nine years old when this when this happened. And it happened right by my house in Elmhurst. Uh, a woman was abducted by a bunch of Satan worshipers at eight o'clock in the morning. And she was outside of her work. And it's uh, right on uh, Route 83 and St. Charles Road right there. And in in like a very uh, uh, well populated, well, densely, densely driven uh, in that section. Route 83 is a main thoroughfare for the city of Chicago. It's for the western suburbs. And so you got you got like uh, seriously 80,000 cars driving through there on a daily basis, even in 1970. So I mean, there was just a, a shit ton of, of traffic right there. And and she was abducted and then killed. And this guy was supposed to be in jail for 70 years because he was found guilty of it. Um, and and he was supposed to be in jail for 70 years. They let him out of jail for uh, after 35 years for good behavior. And and wow. good behavior There's a freaking Satan worshiper who killed people. There's no good behavior on this. What happened to lethal injection? What happened to a 45 cent bullet in his forehead? I'm really tired of this. And so he gets out of jail now and a Christian, a Christian, Christian organization picked up a Satan worshiper <laughs> from prison and they are now hiding him in Aurora, Illinois. Just so you guys know, I can give you the address. He's in Aurora. Wow. Okay. He's in Aurora, Illinois at a Christian organization. Just so y'all know where he's at. Cause I know He's going to be hunted. I know there's people out there that are like, really? This guy's out? And look at all the laws, all the things that people are getting away with. Dude, killing one Satan worshiper, please. Nobody's going to even blink. That dude's dead. If he goes out to go grocery shopping, oh, good luck getting a job, dude. Good luck. I hope you're listening. You better keep hiding. Hide behind those Christians. Oh, I think I feel a what Craig meant to say coming on tomorrow, but I'm not sure. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm absolutely <laughs> solid on this shit, dude. There is no hashtag <laughs> on what Craig meant to say. When it comes to those Christians doing the correct thing, doing the right thing, do what Jesus would do. Really? Jesus would hide a Satan worshiper who was killed a bunch of people? Really? Really? Come on. Three four seven nine eight nine zero one two six. Talk to us, guys. I would love to hear your comments on this stuff. It actually kind of brings a good segue, but we're going to take a break. We're actually 28 minutes in already. I can't believe it. Excellent. We'll take a break, but I want to segue since we're talking about this stuff because I'm not a music guy in general. I like music, but I don't know anything I am. about it. So um, rap is way far down on my list. Oh, <laughs> uh, Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle, dude. Uh, LA, yeah, the LAPD with the Nipsey Hussle yeah, uh, memorial, dude. They really messed know- up. There's like, there's like, there were over 50 I- people that were trampled, and uh, and the LAPD went in and set up lines, and and I I, I heard tear gas and shit. And I'm, oh, man, it's a memorial. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it when we get it's back. A freaking memorial. I, I honestly just wrote this guy off. I saw I saw the headline, rapper. And this name, 
gets shot outside a club, and I immediately went to, oh well, probably deserved it. No, this he got shot outside of his outside guy. of his clothing store. He's he's right. a lot like Sean John. He's a lot like Puff Daddy in this, where he he was coming up the ladder and he started his own clothing line. And there's just right. uh, you know there's there's gang fights. It, it, that shit's still Let's happening. Let's take a break and then so come back and talk about territory. it because right I, I don't want I want to be able to kind of get it in full here. And we cool. have a second. So let's take a quick break, uh, fill up the coffee, have a cigarette, and uh, talk about Key Mass Auto. And we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Nice. Of now or never. It's not like you know me. I live in the world of green. I'm too good at painting the dream. But if you really know me, out in the flesh. I'm here cause I'm getting it. I'm gonna turn the tide. I'm gonna live my life the way I want, the way I
All righty, guys. We are back. That was Blair St. Clair with Now or Never. Uh, before we went to break, we are getting ready to talk about this rapper that was shot and killed, uh, Nipsey Nip- Hussle. Oh. And uh, I, like I said, I being ignorant in music to begin with, that I copped to that fully, rap especially, rap and twangy country I've never got into, but other music I just don't know about. I like, I like listening to music, but I don't know anything about not it. Not into twangy country? Why aren't you into, into twangy, twangy country? country? Like what? What's twangy country? What's what, twangy Hank Williams? Twangy country is the old Merle Haggard type. Then go on the rocking chair. My dog, di- my dog died, so I had to go get drunk. And then exactly. I got drunk, and so my wife left me. That that type of music. Exactly. That type of twangy <laughs> country I can't do. That and rap I never understood. But so I was thinking this guy was just a thug huh. because I'm ignorant, and I have to cop to my ignorance here on that. But it turns out this guy's a pretty good guy, right? Oh yeah, no, he's uh, he actually was doing a lot for. He was raised in the Crenshaw area of Los Angeles, which is still a pretty uh, messed up area. Um, there's yeah, still, rough. Rough, you know, there, yeah, it's still a rough area. It's I, <laughs> we see that happening in in a lot of black communities in over the entire country. That's what disenfranchised is. Um, so he, he actually has put a lot of monies back into Crenshaw. And I mean, this is a guy that, you know, made millions and rapping and had, you know, could have lived wherever he wanted. He could have lived in Calabasas or, or Woodland Hills or, you know, I mean, he could have chosen to, you know, live in the Hollywood Hills, but he didn't, he was right there and, and still trying to bring up the neighborhood so but you know there's there's still gang violence so that's what's happening here and the the thing that went down at his memorial it's it's a memorial i mean i i know they're going to have alternate gangs there i I, you know there's going to be people that are going to be fighting um but it's a memorial so right you know if you're if you're the police department you have to you have to respect that you have to and you have to deal with that on that it, it, it's not a riot. They showed up in riot gear. I, I, mm. I'm not. I, I just don't. I, I, I'm completely baffled at 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 the way it was handled. So, and all these people got injured, and and some people got killed, from what I understand. So, they're not wow. talking about. Well, that's really you know, that they're, I mean, guy had there's like at least one death. Politicians, all sorts of people, eulogizing it and memorializing him through different articles everywhere. So he was really well known. This clothing store, like I said, he was starting in front was in that Crenshaw district there. He was using yeah. his own apparel show called Marathon Clothing, trying to use yeah. that to help improve the community and hire local people there. And I was I was just impressed reading about him. But man, um I guess they, they think they have a suspect. It's like twenty nine year old guy named Eric Holder. Um, that, but they haven't located him yet. Some surveillance video where they think this is a guy. They haven't given a reason yet. But uh, oh, yeah, that's what yeah, I, 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 I I said that in the past too, uh, dude. There are cameras everywhere, everywhere, right. everywhere. So if you're going to be a criminal, if you're going to do a criminal act of some kind, you better be really freaking good. You better be able to outmaneuver a camera. <laughs> Because they're everywhere. And the second that shots are fired, 
it immediately goes to the police departments and immediately goes to federal government that shots were fired somewhere. They, they have that on satellite. So if you're going to shoot somebody, you better do it right. You better be, you better be really freaking good at getting away because you're not going to get away. That's amazing. They have those sound systems where they'll, where they'll locate the sound where the shot came from. Then, like you said, they can use the satellites to look at every single thing that's in that area in a three-block radius. They're they'll watch you drive the away. They'll watch you drive away. They'll watch you go through different signals and different stoplights where there's cameras. And they will continue to watch you. And all the way to your house or all the way to your girlfriend's or all the way to the bar or wherever it is you went. And they will nail you right there. We are in Big Brother land, boys and girls, whether we like it or oh, not. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's what? Everybody, what? Nobody's read George Orwell's 1984? Come on, guys. Seriously? You haven't read it? You're living it. So why haven't you read it? George Orwell was this writer who was, uh, it, I, I believe this is like 1948 is when he wrote um, 1984. And it was about 1984 he just thought it was going to happen sooner than it did. We're now in 2019. So, um, you know, it, 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 it's just happening now. And, and in the book, he describes in 1984, he describes exactly the way they do it. And the the uh, I forgot what he what he what he actually called it. I'd have to go back and, and reread. Um, uh, it's a it's a double speak where they create different verbiage. The, the people that are in power create different verbiage for us, uh, the people that are not in power, um, just Yeah, double people. speak is what it's uh, called, right? Double yeah, double, double speak, I think, is, is what it's called. And, and they create their own news, and they put out their own news, and everybody's got flat-screen TVs that tell them what to do. And this is all in the book, in, in the book 1984, which was written in the 1940s. So, um, yeah, June 8th, 1949. Uh, there, there you go. Um, I thought it was like 48 or 49. I thought it was somewhere in there. Um, but he, uh, George Orwell put all of these things. And <clears throat> the, the problem is like, don't go watch in the movie. Please read the book. Um, don't go watch the movie. The movie, at least this last, the, the one that they put out, I don't even know when it, it was like 1998 or something stupid, 99 or something. They, they put out and, and it's too drab. It's too, it, it's too gray. It's like, that's not actually the way we're living. We're getting there, but that's not actually the way we're living. It's more, it's more like, uh, the, the Back to the Future look at it, you know, because Marty in the future had had the the flat screen on the on the wall, and and he was being controlled, and they could listen to everything that he was saying, and and all of that. It's it's the same type of thing. Uh, well, believe me, they can see everything, uh, dude. All that stuff that you see in Batman, where he can listen to all the all the uh, uh, cell phones, all that shit's real. All that shit is real. They can listen to every single thing and see you in your house. Just leave your laptop open. Just it doesn't matter if if it's if it's on. You've got a camera and a microphone attached to it. Come on. So uh, they can see and hear everything that you're doing. You have to know that that's happening, and that's all was predicted in 19, George Orwell's 1984. He's he was a freaking genius when it came to this. 
when, when it came to exactly. knowing what an oppressive government is and knowing what an oppressive government will look like in the future. Hey, I want to give a pro hack a tip saying something that a friend of mine that is a, a big tech wizard guy. Uh, he lives in Australia and a big tech guy. There is a new app that came out and I think it's on both Android and iPhone. I know it's on the iPhone, but if you go into your uh, iPhone store and hopefully it's an Android as well and look under one point, one period, one period, one period, one period, it's a free VPN network. It puts your phone into a free virtual private network so you can't get hacked, and it's free. Nice. You can nice. download it onto your phone, and it's a, it's a startup company. It's getting ready to try to – they're enticing with this because they're getting ready to build something you have to pay for, but this is a free virtual private network, a VPN. And I downloaded it this morning. My friend told me about it last night. I was talking about it in Australia. And I downloaded it this morning, and it's been kind of amazing. It shows right up on your phone. Everything still works the exact same. It speeds up your internet. My internet's gone like 20% faster. They say it's supposed to go up to 20% faster. I've noticed it being faster. I don't know if it's 20, but it's faster. So do 1.1.1.1, four ones with four periods after it in your app store and download this onto your phone, and you will not be hacked into because I always get afraid. I go into coffee shops. I do a lot of my work in coffee shops, to be honest. Um, and I'm always afraid someone can hack into my phone and things like that because that's how people are looking to do things anymore. So this virtual private network, ta-da, all done. So that's my that's my pro hack for the day. Sorry to interrupt in that. But I, I, never, I never turn on my location. That's part of why I don't get, like, I, I don't get a lot of, a lot of garbage except for when it comes to, Oh, I don't know, messenger and Facebook, Scott and Katie, dude, you guys fill up my data like crazy on a daily basis. No, we give you three. We give you three links. That's all you get. <laughs> oh, now it's, it. now it's just three. Before I got like 19 messages from Katie and Scott. You're getting three a day and you're going to live with it. You're going to promote it and you're going to love it. Just in case, because you may be out somewhere and you need your phone, and so it'll be on your phone on your messenger that way. So you have that. You have a picture to let us know, let all of your friends know that we're on every day at 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Oh, they know. And give they us know, conference. and they're listening. They know. You know what? We've had a spike. Uh, by the way, I decided to look into our stats the other day, just for the heck of it, because we were talking about it a little on the show yesterday. We right. are we are big on Wednesdays and Thursdays. I don't know what it is, but on Wednesdays Excellent. and Thursdays we are huge. Um, we're getting cool. some big numbers on there. So, yeah, Yay. I'll make sure to swear to... as much as friggin' possible then tomorrow and Thursday. Uh, I'll make sure there to swear. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, make sure to to keep that keep that enticement going. Swear, uh, yeah, today, swear, I, and then be like, I, oh, and know. Guitar Center. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ooh, guitar center. Have you been there recently? I still haven't gone there to get my new mic. Oh, yeah, no. I um, uh, I actually received the Odyssey cases that I purchased from them uh, last week. So, yeah, um, I, ha- I have been in touch with Guitar Center, actually. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, no, they're awesome. The, the, the Odyssey cases, that I, they're, they're exactly what I need. Except I found that um, instead of 800 albums, which is what I thought i had i have closer to 1100 lps so oh i'm goodness. gonna li- still be a little short yeah 
as far each one of these crates holds 200 albums. So, um, and, and I've got a lot of like double albums and I've got, uh, a lot of them are, are, some of them are in mint condition. So they still have the plastic on them. And then a bunch of other ones, they're in really, really good, excellent condition, excellent use condition. So, um, they're in plastic as well, but it's just a, it's just a plastic cover that was made from, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. They make them, I, I don't know what the hell it's made from. It's just plastic and it's, and it's an LP covered design to cover LPs. Wow. That was nice. really difficult for me to freaking say, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, there, it, but you got there. <laughs> it, yeah, so I, I, t- my albums tend to take up more room, so I'm probably only putting 150 or 170 inside something that should take 200, um, and, and I'm jam packing them, but I can't. I, I probably need more. I probably need more of these crates. Wow. Guitar Center, here you come. Yeah, well, we only have about 10 to 12 minutes left, so I want. <clears throat> I want to jump into pop culture, but I need to get back since you reminded me when you started talking about that. We have to jump back. I want to talk about the Corvette too, but I just want to get into something. Talk pop about the Corvette. Quick. What yeah, Corvette? My Corvette? I saw it. Your Corvette. I saw it the other day. Yeah. I've, I've been nifty. trying to, Oh no, it's a fun car. Um, really fun car. Uh, I've been, I, I've been, it's price to sell at this point. Um, I, you know, I, I've been looking at selling it for a while and, uh, from what I can tell out there, the, the market for it, she's a beautiful car. So, um, but the market for it is, is low for some reason on this particular model. Um, and it could be because it's the year it's a 78 silver anniversary. Um, and it's an actual right. silver anniversary and it's got, uh, the oyster and, uh, the oyster leather and, and silver cloth interior. And then it's got these special seats that are, that were ordered by the fa- I mean, by the dealer for the, from the factory, uh, that have cloth inserts inside the, the oyster leather. So, and that's like the only thing that's really special about it. Well, besides that, it's an actual silver anniversary model. It's got the two-tone silver, and it's only got 37,000 miles on it, original miles. Um, I haven't really adjusted anything. Uh, I haven't really modified anything on it. I wanted to keep it as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Authentic. Uh, Now, there's another word that, that auto dealers use when they're when they want to keep it like the same as it was in the factory what the same as Christine? it was when it came from the factory no no real no uh, I, I don't know once again another freaking term i uh, i'll come up with later oh by the way the reason why we started talking about columbia here you go uh was because my dog's inner voice she's from columbia so it <laughs> is that it's it's this you know i am from columbia so you know this is the way i talk and all the time you know, anytime <laughs> i'm talking like the sugar bear that this is exactly what she this is what her inner and she'll give me a look dude when i'm talking for her she'll give me a look like that is not my inner voice she probably talks like like some like oh my god she probably talks like a valley girl <laughs> you know she's probably like oh hi you know it's probably what her no she's actually that's a lot more funny. intelligent than that but yeah she, her inner voice that's how i see her inner voice and the only thing that i have as a gringo is speedy gonzalez from the commercials. So, you know, right. I mean, from the cartoons. 
So I'm, I'm like, you know, riba, riba, you know, I, I start going into there and then I'll jump into like a Beavis and Butthead <laughs> type thing when he was like, I'm Cornolio, oh, I need PB for my bunghole. So he was doing that same, <laughs> you know, that, that same thing. And are you challenging me? Are you challenging me? I need TV for my bunghole. I am Cornolio. So, you know, it's a, and I, I totally get, and that's why we were talking about it in the first place is because we happen to mimic or you do. And Katie does, you guys happen to mimic people when they are of another, when they have another dialect of some kind. And it doesn't even matter if it's a, complete. If it's a dialect <laughs> from the United States, you know, I mean, if it's a dialect, if it's a Southern dialect, Katie will do the same thing. She'll start speaking as if no. she's from freaking Atlanta or something. So I do it. I swear when I used to come back to Ohio, cause Ohio kind of ends everything with a question mark. Like, do you, or just, it's like and everything kind of, Finish with the question mark. I did the same thing when I first moved here. Now I talk like them sometimes, but yeah, I do the same thing. Katie and I would get along well. We'd probably be talking together and butchering any dialect we find. She's an actress, so she can get away with it. She could probably do it well. I can't do it well, but I, I well, enjoy that's part it, of the though. problem is she does it really well. So you know, all of a sudden she's like speaking Ebonics and it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? So oh, it's, funny. it's really funny oh, to me funny. when I, when it happens and I, I'm always calling her out on it when it does happen. So I'll call you out on it. If you do it in front of me, it's, it's really strange. Cause I've always, always, and uh, since I was a little kid, been able to understand dialects even from people that are attempting to speak English that that's not their first language and so they're speaking broken English usually and and I've always been able to understand them my parents when when I was a little kid they turned to me and they'd be like what did that person just say because they just they, <laughs> they can't they, they, they for some reason there's that block and I and I'm not sure what it is um, and but I was always able to decipher any any dialects so you know it, it, it's just really funny i can't do dialects worth the shit dude my british dialect is horrible and i'm shakespearean trained at the american academy of dramatic arts so and the <laughs> chicago academy for the arts I, dude my british dialect is just horrific and so is my australian oh, I, you know and they're very very similar and i'm like oh dude i just horrific but katie she can really nail all good I used to have a really good Scottish accent, and my friend used to have a really good Irish accent, and we thought it sounded the same, even though it wasn't anything near the same. And we used to go, when I was a kid, I was growing up in L.A., we used to go to Westwood on Friday and Saturday nights to UCLA and walk around and try to pretend like we were on holiday and try to pick up on chicks before I was out. <laughs> so we'd be walking up and down the streets of Westwood talking Scottish and Irish brogues, uh, trying to pick up on girls. It was the funniest thing I've seen in my entire life. I was laughing Did it myself work? the entire time. Huh? Did it work? It worked. It worked a couple of times. <laughs> it got us into a couple of cool frat parties <laughs> at UCLA, too. Awesome. It got into a couple of cool <laughs> frat parties at UCLA, and I was nice. 18, 19. It was fun. Good Sweet. old times. All right, we have five uh, I want to break into pop culture because I'm a huge. Well, we already we were talking about know. Nipsey Hussle. That's that's pop we culture. Uh, Alyssa but, Milano and Megan McCain for going and defending creepy Uncle Joe on Twitter. Exactly. Did you see any of that? I like that. I did see that. Um, um, yeah, I'm he they 
they were saying that his intentions were never meant to make anybody uncomfortable because he is one of the truly, I don't know what I was about to say. Oh, decent and compassionate. Yeah. As I was saying yesterday, I I think he's genuinely a a compassionate human in, in all of politics. And that's got to be extremely difficult to be extremely difficult when you got all these douchebags around you and you got to pretend like you actually like them. So, you know, he, you know, he's, he's, he's not pretending when he's being compassionate towards other humans. And I, it, this Lucy's Lucy Flores's uh, Flores's uh, uh, freaking dude. It belittles other sexual harassment. It belittles the Me I Too it movement. It, so. uh, absolutely, it was so stupid of her to say anything. Um, well, it absolutely girl that came out recently today or yesterday, and but then she goes on. So she says it wasn't sexual, and just like Lucy, it wasn't sexual in any way, but. It was just a meeting, and then she goes on to finish it up by saying, uh, "Wait, wait, wait, wait!" But then, all but men then they not could... do it. It should be a woman president, no matter what. So all all men should be disqualified anyway. So it's like you're going to bring someone down, oh, then okay. use a stupid excuse afterwards. But to yeah, go back to no. your point on Joe Biden as well, and it's just honest um, affection. Uh, I follow. I forget who. I forget who it is. It's one of the Parkland dads um, who lost a kid in Parkland, and he went on his Twitter this morning and said, you know, I had met Joe Biden. I, he had, he reached out to me when his kid was killed, talked right. to him on the phone for an hour, didn't give any phone, talk, didn't give any kind of a thing, just talked for an hour until he ran out of things to talk about the dad. And then when um, Biden went down to Florida for appearance, um, him and a couple other uh, parents asked if they could meet him. And he said, yes. And, he was supposed to go on in five minutes. They got there late. He waited 45 minutes, made everyone else wait for 35 minutes, which would really pissed me off, by the way. But uh, he, he waited 45 minutes, talked to these parents for 45 minutes so they had enough to talk. And, and he did the same thing to him as a man. He put his hand on his shoulder, squeezed it, and he said, that made me feel more comforted than anything else had done to that point. And that's right. what he's trying to convey with his touching. He's not trying to do it any weird, pervy way. It looks that way from, like you said, the angles of the pictures, maybe, but that's not the intent at all. And it was nice to see a man say that as well today. So, yeah, and I, I, I don't know if cool. Flores, I don't know if she's this uh, brilliant actress or something, um, because anytime you see creepy Uncle Joe around her, she is always laughing and almost like hugging him. So right. I'm I, I'm not too sure. And this is like five years ago that this went down I, and, and yeah. she's just now coming out with this. I, 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 I'm, I'm really confused. And it really belittles the, the Me Too movement and it really belittles any other sexual harassment charges that come up. It belittles the hell out of it. You can't you can't sit there. You can't cry wolf, man. You cannot do I was violated. I was I, I wasn't sexually violated, but I still feel violated. What are you talking about? Make up your right. frickin' mind. You know, you either are violated or you are not. So what the hell? And I just I, I really think it's it's just a bad move. Bad move for women. No, I agree hundred percent. I think it was a, a try to be a gotcha moment. She doesn't like his politics, which is fine. I mean, there's fellow Democrats don't have to support other Democrats. 
But uh, I think it was just a gotcha. She'd prefer to have Beto or, or Bernie and thought that needs to be brought out. And if it was really something creepy, then, yeah, it should have been brought out. But it's something for your opinion, just try to bring someone down. That's just that's your own ego talking. That's not doing something that's good for the country or for someone running for president. That's just pure ego and selfishness, as far as I'm concerned. All right, we're going to have to finish on that. We're out of time already. Can you believe it? What? Seriously? We are flying. Where are we through. at? We are. Serious. We have about two and a half minutes left. I'm going to have to play the song in a second so I get ready for the next show. Okay. So, well, uh, I didn't get to talk get about to talk Nancy about... Pelosi. I know. And I have, like I said, I'm sorry. I'm Betsy Dubois. Twilight Zone came out on um, CBS All Access. I saw the first episode. Good stuff. We didn't get to talk, we didn't get to talk about Poor Dumbo and his big ears flopped all the way to the box office and didn't make much money. There's all sorts of fun things out there to talk about. I'm depressed now. No. I'll have to find some new stuff for tomorrow. Now I'm depressed. <laughs> I have more I want to That's talk about. That's not what we want for, for the end of the show. <laughs> Let's leave everybody on a depressed note. Okay. Okay. No. Uh, uh, you didn't want me to talk about the weather, but watch out. There's still, more, there's still two more storms that are about to rip through uh-huh. the United States. So Thank there's you already one coming this way. But yeah, okay. <laughs> it's supposed to be uh, New York, New York this is, weekend here though in, in Ohio. Yes, it's supposed to be 70 degrees in Chicago as well. Yep. Yeah, I'm it is supposed to be that. warm coming up here. But that means that you're going to get hit by a cold front right afterwards. And when that happens, the atmosphere is unstable. And we're looking at thunderstorms and tornadoes again is what we're going to look at. Right. Especially for the Southeast. Let's finish that off and think about 70 degrees. We'll play a little beach tune. This is Susie Surf Tone with Rumble. Guys, for Craig and I, hope you'll tune in tomorrow, 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern. Come standing on my soapbox with us, 347-989-0126. We're here to hear you guys. Have a great day. Peace.
Welcome to the Left of Straight Show with your host, Scott Fullerton, as we discuss everything under the rainbow sun, from LGBT issues to foodies, entertainment to books. Join us as we talk to some of the most interesting leaders and celebrity LGBT guests and allies on the Internet. So grab a cocktail, it's always happy hour somewhere, and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Scott Fullerton. Well, howdy, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Left and Straight Show. It is Tuesday, April 2nd, 2019. I hope you survived April Fool's Day intact. I didn't get any pranks played on me. I'm a happy camper. I am your host, Scott Fullerton, for the next hour or so here. I hope you're having a fantastic start to the week. We had an amazing show yesterday with a great LGBT playwright, His work's been performed from New York City to Rome. Frank Avila is his name. Um, And then we had our good friend, comedian and actor Jason Stewart pop in for a little bit. Uh, Phil said in his upcoming project, he's got a great new movie out, Hank, that's hitting the uh, festival circuits and a couple great comedy stores coming up. And he should be part of the Big Gay Road Trip in June in Palm Springs. So had a good visit with Jason. So that's always nice. And if you missed the show, so if you missed yesterday or any show, I hope you can uh, you can check them all out by going to your favorite podcast distributor, including iTunes, Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts, and like seven more distributors out there you can find us at. Just go there and type in Left of Straight Show. Uh, there'll be a subscribe button. I hope you'll subscribe, and that way they'll send you a notification whenever there's a new episode up, which is every Monday and Tuesday. And then if you have a chance, give one of our episodes a five-star rating if you listened to it and you liked it. That will have, it'll help um, get it out to other people. The bigger, more ratings you have, um, they're going to send it out to more people and put it on their playlist. So go to Spotify, iTunes, Google and Apple Podcasts. Give us a good rating if you like the show. I would appreciate it. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. For today, guys, in just a couple of minutes, I'm excited to introduce you to my all-new class of Left of Straight radio interns. I have an amazing class that started Saturday and Sunday. We did training. Uh, Yesterday was their first day. Um, They're going to be working with me over the next four months to improve the station and uh, even start a couple shows on their own. It's an amazing, diverse group of people, and I'm excited to introduce them for you today. And then we're going to talk about the Big Gay Road Trip Part 2, which is French for Part 2. So the Big Gay Road Trip Part 2 will be happening in just two short months. I will be going to Palm Springs, California from Youngstown, Ohio for the entire month of June. We'll be staying again at the Indulge Gay Men's Resort. We'll be putting us up for the month along with some rooms for my guests. Last year, we did eight live shows from the resort with over 30 guests. This year, we're hoping to add five more shows and up to 20 more allies and women guests at an off-site location. Right now, we're talking to the LGBT Center of the Desert to do them there. But in order to handle the extra shows and bring in the other guests, I just launched yesterday an Indiegogo campaign to raise the money needed to fund the trip. And I really hope that you can help us out. Go to Indiegogo campaign, go to Big Gay Road Trip, or you can go to my website, www.leftofstraight.com. And Left of Straight is always spelled L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R in the number eight dot com. And then click on the Big Gay Road Trip 
icon there, and you can find out how you can help fund this trip. What we're trying to do is, since it's a gay men's resort, last year we couldn't have any of our lesbians or women allies or men allies really come on the show at a gay men's resort. So we're trying to bring the allies on an extra show on Wednesdays for them, but we need to find hotel accommodations for them and have an off-site location do this, plus all the money to go back and forth on the location. We're going to be stopping a lot more places on the drive there and back. And last year, we paid all this out of Mama Linda's pocket, and we just can't afford to do that this year. So if you can go to Indiegogo and help us out, I do appreciate that. We'll talk about that more in a bit. Let's go to a couple of the top stories that are on my mind that I caught in the news today. Uh, I thought uh, it's very interesting. We talked last week about um, the airport in Texas that was not going to let a Chick-fil-A be part of the airport commissaries because of their lack of LGBT stance and donating to anti-LGBT charities. Now a second airport, this one in New York, is doing the same. It's up at the Niagara Frontier Transportation Authority uh, at Niagara Falls, um, New York, near Buffalo. It's interesting. I stayed at, right next to that airport when I was opening uh, one of the restaurants that I managed up there. Um, but, yeah, they are going to not let a Chick-fil-A come in, partly, which is even a better reason than Texas, because it's a publicly owned airport, and uh, they don't want to have any discrimination for something where public funds go towards this airport. Uh, I think that the, um, the Tucson airport in Texas had private funds for it. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, also today was a big day in the house judiciary committee. They're talking about the equality act today. If you don't know, the equality act is trying to make it a federal law to get, um, bipartisan legislation that will provide comprehensive non-discrimination protections for LGBTQ people across the country. As you know, there's still like, it's backed by 70% of Americans right now. There's quite a few members of the Congress that are for it, most of them Democrats, of course. There's 180 major businesses supporting it. There's more than 330 statewide and national organiza- organizations supporting it. And it's basically to get equality across the board. Like in Ohio, we have no protections for workplace, for housing. You, and uh, so you can be fired or denied housing just for being gay without having any other reason. That could be the reason for it. So we're trying to get a federal um, act. It's called the Equality Act done. Had its first Judiciary Committee he- hearing today. Um, that that stupid Representative Gates from Florida that drives me up a tree all the time. You know, I try not to be political on this show, but I'm going to bring it in for a second. He said, well, I'm really, I don't like discrimination at all, but I just don't think that we should do this because of the transgender part. Because what if Trump decided he wanted to be the first woman president and he could say he's transgender? It's like, you are so ignorant, guy, that I don't even want to deal with you, but whatever. It, it's just, it is what it is. Talk to your congressmen, talk to your local people, have them support the Equality Act, put in your phone calls. This is something that's going to help the entire LGBTQ community across the country. So be sure to go into that. We'll end on a little fun note. Um, uh, I guess it's kind of partly fun. But uh, if you guys are big fans of um, Ariana Grande, she's, she had a little controversy over the weekend. She put out a new music 
on Monday, and the lyrics leaked over the weekend, kind of uh, teasing her new single called Monopoly, and it has the line in it where she says, I like women, I like men, I work so much, I fucking need a twinny twin twin. It's kind of silly lyrics as far as I'm concerned, but a lot of people online were going crazy. She's actually coming out as bisexual. Um, she's being um, on the record. She's she's uh, part of, I forget her first name. Oh, gosh, I forget her first name. Her last name's Monet. It's not Janae Monet, but it's her last name's Monet. It recently came out as bisexual. So they're thinking that Ariana Grande's coming out. Who knows? Um, half the people are saying that she's coming out. Half the people are saying she's queer baiting like they accuse Nick Jonas of doing back in the day. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I, but I have a tip for you. I just found out last night that Ariana's brother, Frankie Grande, is scheduled to be on the show here on Left of Straight Show on April 23rd. Fingers crossed. We're, we're reaching out to right now. One of my friends who's coming on the show the 23rd is doing a show with Frankie and thinks that Frankie wants to come on. They're just making sure that his day is cleared. So stay tuned April 23rd right here on the Left of Straight Show for maybe a possible appearance by Frankie Grande, and we will find out all about Ariana's latest little thing here. So I'm excited about that. I hope you guys are too. Just a couple minutes, guys. We're going to be talking to my new set of interns. Oh, I'm so happy with these guys. We had a great training over the weekend. I can't wait to introduce all of them to you. So we're going to take a break here. I see them all starting to call in now. So we'll take a little bit of a break. Um, come back in a second. We're going to do a little country with Matt Van Fossen. Uh, if, if this were a love song, right here on Left of Straight Radio, the Left of Straight Show. I still think you're beautiful And you're still my best friend The way you love is like a miracle and the way you move makes perfect sense If this were a love song There wouldn't be so many tears I wouldn't be sleeping all alone Cause you'd still be here And if I hadn't lost you I wouldn't be lifting all the things that I did wrong If this were a love song If this were a love song 
your interest in radio entertainment and production in general? Sure. So, yeah, I was a broadcast communications major at Westminster College. I was class of 2013. Uh, there, I kind of dipped my toe in the water pretty much everywhere. Um, being a liberal arts school is kind of what they encourage. But, uh, yeah, I worked with uh, the television station there, and I was better known as DJ Ash at Titan uh, 88.9 Titan Radio for uh, all four years of nice. my college career. I really loved it. I was uh, I was in charge of a strange news show, so I got to, like, mostly it was, like, reports out of Florida kind of a thing, but uh, as well as playing, like, uh, hot AC contemporary music uh, for, like, two hours uh, during the morning shift and also during the evening drive. Uh, after I graduated, I kind of found, my, found myself kind of uh, struggling to find a job for a little while, did retail, did this and that, but then ended up uh, as a content creator uh, here in Pittsburgh the last four years, and now I'm an office coordinator at a marketing firm on the East End. Very, very cool. So happy to have you on board. And Audrey, um, you've been in this business for a long time. You and I are the old men on the totem pole, or old, old men and women on the totem pole here. <laughs> uh, talk about all your experience. I mean, you've been in, on broadcast and on both TV and radio, and all the things uh, in between. You've done social media management. Talk about all that. Yeah, uh, well, I basically, after high school, I that's when I started in radio, and I did that for several years, uh, but then, you know, uh, had a family, and I needed to get a, a job where I actually made some money, so uh, <laughs> went to, yeah, I went to school for uh, video and television broadcast product production, and I was fortunate enough to get a job at a local NBC affiliate up in Erie, Pennsylvania, and uh, I was a uh, photographer, uh, studio cam person, and over 13 years, I climbed the ladder, and I was directing the television newscasts on a nightly basis, and uh, that that was that was a lot of fun, very stressful, but a lot of fun. Um, and now, you know, I, I've had jobs in marketing and communication which involved a lot of social media promotion and, you know, web promotion, writing blogs. And uh, right now I, I work as a freelance communication specialist. Uh, and, you know, I take odd jobs here and there for, for marketing and for video. There you go. That is amazing. I love it. And then we have Jordan. Jordan, you're still in school. You're a graphic design major entrepreneurship and yeah. communications minor talk about your interest in um, broadcasting communications well as soon as i saw the posting for this internship i knew it was something that i wanted to do um i was looking through a lot of things and nothing really seemed like it would fit me or that i'd be interested in and then i saw this one and i was like yep like i gotta do that this <laughs> summer that's what i'm gonna be spending my time on um but i've never really done anything in radio as you said graphic design is kind of where I live, spend all my time. So I just thought it'd be something interesting and different, something to learn a lot more about. Well, I love it. Like I said, I'm going to be learning as much from you guys as you learn from me, hopefully, as I teach you about radio. Um, as people have known for the last three and a half years, I am lousy graphic design, so they might even see some radio here. That would be a beautiful thing coming down the line. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, – 
radio shows, because uh, one of the things when I was talking to you, I kind of asked a little bit what you might be interested in. And Ashley, you probably have one of the most um, fully formed ideas that we're going to delve into. But talk about your passion, what you think you'd like to bring to the air. Absolutely. So about a year ago, uh, a friend of mine suggested that I start my own podcast. And of course, at the time, I was like, I don't even know where to start. But um, after a few months, I kind of came up with my own pitch for a show called uh, That's My Cue. Basically, what it's all centered around is the fact that I, I listen to a ton of podcasts, but not nearly enough are centered on queer media and actually have queer people speaking about them. And then add to the fact that, like, as a black lesbian, I certainly don't hear enough of my voice out there. So the right. whole show idea sort of formed around that, which was discussing queer media, politics, news, all of that um, in, a certain, in, a, in a sort of hour-long bubble. So when I saw Left of Straight, uh, you know, opening up an internship, again, like much like Jordan, I had to sign up because I wanted to learn from someone to kind of show me the ropes on how to get a podcast started. That's amazing. Like I said, I think it's such a great idea. It would be such a great welcome voice. I, I look at some – I do my promos, and I, um, I look like – I showed my March promo of all my guests, and you really don't think about it. My, you really need to see diversity. And I think I had one woman in all of March and I had no people of color in March. And that's just bad marketing and planning on my side. And it's because you don't think about it. You think about what, what part of your life. Right. And I think it's mm-hmm. great to try to want to represent other, you need to be able to represent everything, but have that true point of view. So I think that'd be a great point of view to bring to any radio station, especially left of straight radio. So I think that is awesome. And speaking of that representation, we have Audrey, who has been out and proud uh, transgender for the last two and a half years. That is so awesome of you. And those are kind of issues you'd like to face, right? Talk about that, Drew. Ab- Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm in what you would call a late bloomer. Um, I knew my whole life that something wasn't quite right with me and – I spent my whole life, almost you know, half a life, looking for what it was that that defined me, and I and I finally realized it two and a half years ago. And uh, since I've come out and have been living my life full time as a transgender woman, I've I've never been happier. And just recently, I've I've been feeling like I want to do more. Because um, there's so many of us out there that are afraid to take that that leap, that plunge, and uh, I I know I mentioned this to you. Um, I started a YouTube channel talking about you know my experience coming out transgender as an older person, as an older woman, and right. there's a lot of trials trials and tribulations along with that. And I really want to do something to help others like me who are on the fence or who, who are scared and don't know what to do. And, and that's why, you know, I wanted to do this internship because I've never done internet radio, um, never really knew much about it. And I, and I think it's a, it's a great opportunity for, for, you know, everyone in the LGBTQ community to you know to find information and express their views 
I think it's a great voice that needs to be brought out, and I think that's fantastic. I'm so excited to have you aboard here. Uh, Jordan, I mean, you have such diverse interests from photography to travel to filmmaking, and you really like mm-hmm. you want to kind of combine those things. Plus, you have a very uh, LGBTQ political news slant you might want to explore as well. But talk about what you'd like to bring on the air eventually. Yeah, I don't have it as planned as the other two that we're talking just now, but I think it'd be really cool to just talk about all the news in the media about LGBTQ um, issues and events and stuff like that. I know personally at my school, I do a lot with our Gender Equity Matters group. Um, so like stuff like that, talking about, uh, like as you were talking about on standing on our soapbox just now, the Chick-fil-A um, got pulled out of the airport. So like stuff like that, kind of news like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But it's great to have those kind of interest stories like that because there's so much stuff that goes on every day that most people don't even hear about. And it's great when we can talk on the radio and bring a diverse group in of allies and LGBTQ listeners. Cause a lot of people don't understand this. The things are so segmented and pocketed. Um, the right. great thing about internet radio is where a lot of people don't have any outreach to LGBTQ. If you're in the middle of America in Montana, on a farm in Montana, the Internet might be the only place you ever hear anything LGBT-oriented. So it's really great to right. be able to bring stories like that to people that might not ever think about that. Um, talk about your journey, Ashley, if you don't mind. When did you first come out to yourself, and when did you come out to others? Oh, that's <laughs> – all right. Uh, so I sort of – if we're looking back – I was always gay and it was always very much there and everybody should have known pretty much immediately. But um, it was, I was about 11 or 12 when I realized when something sort of clicked and again, like tying it to media and pop culture, it was watching an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like I saw the relationship between Willow and Tara and something was just like, Oh, that's what I want. You know what I mean? Like that's nice. why I don't like yeah. boys. Like that's what's going on. And then um, I really, with my family, it's not that they're not supportive, but I knew that when I did come out to them, I was going to have to be sure when I came out. They were going to have to hear that this is who I was and that I was going to be able to defend myself and that, um, that I was proud of who I was. So I waited some time, got through high school, and then um, at 19, um, the um, event of my graduation was coming up, and that meant as a broadcast major making a capstone documentary. And I decided that I wanted to do it about going to my first Pride. Well, at the time, I didn't have a car or a license, so my dad was going to have to take me to that event, and I couldn't exactly ask him to do that without ask, like telling him why, why I was there. So um, I decided that on a ride home from Grove City that I would tell him there because – Two things. One, I didn't think that he, I, I didn't think that he'd reject me, but I wanted a foolproof plan where he couldn't just kick me out immediately. I, I, right. I knew he wouldn't kick me out on the highway, you know. So I, <laughs> I said to him, Dad, I, I think I'm gay. And he, the first thing he said was, "You think or you know?" And I said, "I, I know. I know absolutely that I'm gay." And he said, "Okay, figured. But thank you for telling me." And from from there on, like, I I created this documentary, which is actually how my extended family found out. We just sort of sent them a link to it, where, like, in the first five minutes, I say I'm a lesbian, and I got a lot of phone calls. 
after that saying, you know, you could have said, you could have said something, know that you're supported. I had a couple of family members who don't necessarily understand, but still love and support me as a member of the family, which is welcome and understanding. Even if I can't always be myself around those family members, it still matters to not be a secret to them anymore. And with my friends, I mean, they, uh, they've known since they met me. I mean, as soon as the hair got cut <laughs> and the flannel started being worn, the snapbacks, they knew. So it, yeah, awesome. it's been, I've, I've been very fortunate to have a very positive experience in coming out. I know that's not everybody's story, but I am very grateful for mine. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, the, we hear all kinds of stories and it's, and it's funny, like you say, there's going to have family that are going to accept it. And my, I have a 19 year old little nephew and I'll get a text message from one song that says, uh, Uncle, your Instagram is really gay lately. Would you tone it down a little bit? Because it's like it's not my friends who want to follow you. So it's kind of funny to watch how different people react. But like I said, mm-hmm. I've been lucky where it's overall been positive. And those that it's not, we just don't talk about it and go on our little merry way. So it, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever happens, happens. Audrey, when did you first, you said you're coming out late to everybody else. When did you first come out to yourself or when did you first think um that you were might be transgender well i'll tell you um it was after my second failed marriage um i was living by myself and i was like you know something something's just not right in my life and i uh i know when I made the decision i was i was watching a, a video i don't know if everyone knows this uh, George Michael, um, his video Freedom. Um, Hold, I remember that video. <laughs> that video popped on, and I was, and for some reason, it went right to my soul, and I was like, I think I might be transgender, or I think I am a woman, you know, and and, and it took me a little bit of time to like fully get that and um i ended up getting into another relationship after my second marriage with the woman i'm with now my my current partner and she met me um when i was still um a man and i was like i don't know if i can have another relationship again and but for some reason i knew i could talk to her and I was like, the best thing to do is just, just bring it up right away. Tell her my, my feelings. And she has been nothing but supportive of me for the last, like, since since she's known about it, over three years now. And That's great. Um, I, I, I just, and I, and I never have been able to trust anybody with those feelings. And, you know, I'm old enough where, you know, my mom died when I was young, and so she never knew. Uh, my dad doesn't, still doesn't know. My children know. Um, actually, my, my one daughter came out as a lesbian uh, a while ago, and I, was, she, I think she was afraid to tell me, which is ironic because I'm like, hey, it's fine. If that's who you right. are, that's who you are. And so, you know, she's happy in her life with her partner. And, you know, it's just, it's a lot harder when you're older to 
talk to other people about it. And I, I really am so happy for the younger generation, you know, like Ashley and, and, and Jordan and, and, and Chris, they have an opportunity to, to, to handle it and have support where I didn't have it. Yeah, I have a best friend um, who been out for a while. He's the same way. He was married twice and has four great kids, uh, three great kids, sorry, and like four grandchildren. But uh, it, it came out kind of late to them and has got nothing but support for his family, which has been really nice. And it, it's when later in life, because I came out relatively, it wasn't didn't wait too long, but it probably – I would say mid-30s, lower 30s. So it was later than most, which is about average for our, my age group. But it, it's definitely an interesting conversation to have and to see younger people now that can, because there's so many student unions now and everything, you have all the supportiveness everywhere. Jordan, talk about your school. Is it really supportive at, at Mount Union? You know, we're definitely getting there. I think with the growth of the Gender Equity Matters organization, we're definitely pushing for it. Um, we just started working with the GSA Pride Group, so we're doing a lot of events with them. Um, but yeah, it's been getting some really good feedback from the university and all the other students. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely good here. It's a good environment, especially at a liberal arts school. You you kind of expect that, though. Right. Right. And uh, personal experience, I don't even know. I don't even know if you're part of the community or not. I never really asked anybody um, unless they told me. Um, do you have a uh, you have a coming out story? Are you an ally? I am an ally, so I don't have a coming out story. So sorry to deprive that's you of that. There's nothing to be sorry about. That's the greatest <laughs> thing about it, yeah. why I try to get everyone. That's why I never ask anybody um, in the yeah. intern interviews. But what got you interested in the LGBT community? Because that's a great story in and of itself then. Um, I don't really know what got me started. I guess from the beginning when I was really young, I just never understood why it was such a big deal for anyone to be gay or to be lesbian or to be bisexual. It just never struck me as something that should be shocking or uh, something that would make another person discriminate against somebody else. So since I've seen that, um, like in the news and in the media so often that that happens to those groups, it was just something that I needed to stand up for. I love that. That's fantastic. All right, well, guys, we're going to take a break, and we're going to see if I can find where our other interns went, because hopefully we're going to be able to get Chris and Sarah on here. We'll take a little break and listen to a little bit of Matt Stearns. This is uh, Keeps Me Awake. You're listening to Left of Straight Show right here on Left of Straight Radio. Is it 
just habit to break All the things we were sure We were sure of before I can't hold on, it's gonna hurt me But letting go is hard to do And though we chose to do it purposely I'm plagued with thoughts of losing you I love the way that it tastes Being we're free to explore could it be fake? Could it be a mistake? Lying here on the floor And is this what is at stake? Is it greedy or more? Is it already too late? All these chances we've taken Are we losing control? I can't hold on, it's gonna hurt me But letting go is hard to do and though we chose to do it perfectly, I'm plagued with thoughts of losing you. I'm plagued with thoughts of losing you. Would you leave me in the dark? By the light, either way I won't be the same. Would you keep my secrets far deep inside? Are you gonna? guys we are back that was matt stern with keep me awake guys i'm talking to the newest class of lots of straight radio interns i'm so excited to have them on here ashley audra and jordan we're hoping to have chris and sarah join us but it looks like you know how things happen some days uh ashley i want to talk about some of your outside interests outside of the radio because i think you and i bonded when we were interviewing and talking about you are a big pop culture and movie junkie. You've been to Comic-Con, and I'm a huge comic nerd. Talk about some of your outside interests. Absolutely. Well, I definitely identify as a nerd as much as I identify as a lesbian. Uh, I secured my (laughs) Avengers Endgame tickets this morning, and I'm very proud of that. So, uh, yeah, a couple years ago, I had the idea, one of my old jobs, uh, I worked for a company that dealt with uh, video game design for high schoolers. So in the spirit of sort of getting our 
uh, key demographic engaged in what we do in a lot of our social media, I had the idea to attend New York Comic Con, uh, but of course, in the place of my company, and they went for it. Uh, so I got to attend nice. New York Comic Con for four days straight. It was like I saw the Gifted panel. So when they debuted, I was there. I was there for the Runaways, uh, the X Files reboot. Um, I sat in on a pan- panel for uh, Sci Fi, Strong Women in Sci Fi. Uh, so like Emily Andrus was there, American Gods was there. It was, it, it's just an explosion of just all things nerdy that you could ever want to see. And I mean, it's my dream to attend San Diego someday. It's on the bucket list, but I checked off New York. And honestly, if you're East coast, New York has plenty to offer you. Um, I spent more money than I ever needed to spend on merch. I shouldn't be (laughs) left alone in those situations with a credit card. And I learned that. then. Um, it was honestly just the best four days. But like I told you guys uh, when we met up on Sunday, I don't think I've ever been in more pain in my life from having to walk around and carry all the things that I did. I mean, it's a complete first world problem and I was fine. But uh, yeah, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had just as a, as a quote unquote fangirl. It it was amazing. And to get to interact with so many different groups while there, because it's not just uh, going to panels and spending money. There's a lot of uh, different meetups that occur at these events. Uh, One most, two of the biggest ones for me were uh, nerds of color. So to meet with other black, uh, Latino, Asian nerds, and just kind of like talk about our place in the community and how sometimes there can be this sort of like ostracized feeling or outsider feeling because there hasn't been as much representation as far as, you know, superheroes and sci-fi and genre. We're definitely like, right. we're definitely on the upswing, but you can never have enough essentially. But to have those conversations in a room full of people of color was um, eye-opening and interesting. And on the same note to go to um, an LGBTQIA um, gathering where it's a bunch of just gay nerds sitting around and having a good time talking to one another for an hour, like, of course you don't think about that when you're on the plane to New York and you know, you're, you see, um, you know, Mulder and Scully, but at the same time, like it's that important and it almost hit harder to be in those situations because that's what being a fan is all about. You all support the same thing. This different things have brought you together, even though you're from all of these different spaces and it's just, it's just pure joy. Like you can't be sad at Comic-Con. <laughs> There you go. And you know what I just thought of, Ashley, and I didn't think about it just now, is Electro Straight Radio has been invited to FlameCon in New York, which is the LGBT comic one. You should be our representative. i got to find a way to get you out there. Oh, That absolutely. would be kind of fun. I'm there. Just send me away. Very cool. I am jealous. Hell, you got to see the Gifted panel. I love the Gifted. That's one of my favorite shows. Um, oh, I'm a huge I, Amy Acker fan. I had to be there. Oh, yes. Thank you, Buffy. Mm-hmm. You're right. Or Angel, I guess. So, but yeah, she was Angel. Love Amy mm-hmm. Acker. Fantastic. That's awesome. All right, Audrey, let's go to you because you and I bonded over a little bit of sci-fi when we were talking. You are, uh, as much as Ashley is a comic book and pop culture nerd, you are a <laughs> science fiction geek or something. Talk to me about I that. I am. I am absolutely a science fiction geek, and. Um, Ashley was mentioning the the conventions. Uh, I haven't been to a big one, but I have gone to Steel City Con uh, a couple times. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. And, oh, I love that. And, you know, I got to meet science fiction celebrities. Uh, 
Star Trek celebrities from the next generation. And I was just, I was in heaven. I love doing that. But if there's a science fiction movie or TV show, I'm always going to check it out. And um, most of the time I'm not disappointed. Um, uh, Some of my, but I, I have to tell you, there's a show I'm watching right now, Scott, and I don't know if you guys have watched it. There's a show called The OA on Netflix. I've heard of it, but I and, haven't got into it yet. Oh, it. I, I'm four episodes in, and I, I, I just I can't stand it. It's so good, and um, right. you know they they have a diverse group of of characters on this show that. I just love it. And, you know, it's a little bit mystical, um, but not so much science fiction, but, you know, it's, it's stuff that makes you think. And those are some of my favorite types of shows that where you're done watching it and you're just, you're just thinking, you know? Um, right. Right. Yeah. So I, I, love, I love it. Yeah. Star Trek. Um, I know you had mentioned lot, the new Lost in Space, um, which I think yeah. is fantastic as well. I mean, it's such an interesting take on that. And, um, you know, everyone's like rooting for the robot and <laughs> they don't want the robot right. to be bad, but, <laughs> you know, uh, but it just, yeah. I love that stuff. That is awesome. To combine your two worlds and mine together, my dream guest has been for the last three years that I really want to get on is John Barrowman, um, who is, of course, uh, in the Arrow television show for our our comic book geekdom, um, and also in sci-fi, he was Captain Jack in uh, the, whatchamacallit, why am I blanking on it? Doctor Who. Doctor, Doctor Who. Who and his own show. Um, what was it? What was his own show? Captain Jack was a star. I forget. Oh. Anyway, that's one of my dream interviews. I've reached out to his people before. I've been able to talk to his people, so I'm one degree of separation away. But I would love to have John Barrowman on the show. He would be amazing. All right, let's go over to Jordan here. You have a couple of my favorite loves of travel. I am a travel fool and also looking to get into a little bit of filmmaking. Talk about traveling. Where have you been and where do you want to go? Yeah, so over the summer I actually picked up and moved to Rocky Mountain, Missouri for a couple months. Um, I somehow got a job as a ceramics director at a summer camp, which is so funny to me because I've never done ceramics like before that. Uh-huh. They taught me the week of I training. <laughs> But I guess That's it was for 11-year-olds, so we just made bowls for two months. So once I could pick up a bowl, it was fine. Um, but after <laughs> I did that, I went home for about a week. And then I drove to New York with a couple of my friends for one of my classes, and we hiked in the Adirondacks for a week. Um, so we were without wow. technology and everything. It was just us in the woods. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, if anyone has ever thought about going hiking and you're in this area, I recommend it. It's probably the most amazing experience of my life. Um, and then over spring break, I drove out to D.C. with one of my friends, and we spent a couple of days there. Um, but, yeah, I've pretty much only traveled in the States so far, so somewhere that I really want to go is Thailand. 
I don't know why I've just been drawn there. I really want to go. That would be an interesting location. I mean, there's such history right. there, and it's supposed to be so beautiful. beautiful. That would be an amazing trip. Wow. And what kind of got you interested in filmmaking now? What 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 would you like to do? You want to be in, behind the camera, in front of the camera, um, writing, directing, camera person? Because I know you like photography, too. I do. I love photography. So in one of my communication classes, my professor kind of pitched to us her filmmaking class. And I was like, well, okay, like this professor, I need some more credits. Like, I'll just jump into it. So I started doing that, and I just loved it. Um, I'm actually in the middle of directing a film for that class right now. It's called The Lottery Winner, the horror film. So I'm very excited to share that. But nice. definitely behind the camera, not an actress by any means. <laughs> That's cool, though. And right into directing, did you – so you did you write any of the script, or you just went into the directing role for it as part of the class? Uh, this is actually my professor's um, script. So I kind of pulled it from her, and now we're taking it to wherever we want it to go. But I wrote a short film. I think it's a minute long. It's on YouTube, but I would encourage everyone to stay away from it because it's not very good. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody (laughs) has a first film, though. Everybody has a first first one. And it was a silent film, so, like, there's not much opportunity. That is cool, though, and I do love – I have a huge love of travel. I also have not been outside of um, – well, I can say I've been outside the country because I've been to Mexico and Canada a few times each. But I haven't been uh, – and I've been to Hawaii quite a few times. But I haven't been outside North America other than that. I haven't been to any other countries outside of there. So I kind of um, – I love – mythology so i would love to go to like rome and greece and check out all the mythological places i think that would be an amazing travel time so that's where i would go if i could travel wherever give us a big segue into the big gay road trip we'll be going to pretty soon in june uh we're going to be taking the show to palm springs california it's the second annual trip we went last year in august and melted and so this year we're going to go in june and hopefully not melt quite as much. We're going to do four weeks worth of shows every Monday and Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we're going to try to add a third show where we can have allies on and women on because it's a gay men's resort Mondays and Tuesdays. So we have an Indiegogo campaign going on right now. And we'd really appreciate listeners. If you go out there and you have a chance to check it out, you have two ways. You go to Indiegogo.com and you can just type in, Big Gay Road Trip, and you'll find it there. And a $10 donation would help out a lot. Uh, We appreciate anything you can do for us. And you can also find it on the website. If you go to the website, www.leftofstraight.com, and it's always spelled out, L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R, the number 8.com. So go to www.leftofstraight.com, click on the Big Gay Road Trip tab, you will find all the ways there that you can participate in it. We're going to be announcing first guests very shortly. It'll have links to the Indiegogo campaign. You can go from there. It'll show the route and the different cities we're going to stop in. We're going to try to make a bunch of LGBT stops along the way. I think the first stop is going to be St. Louis and go to Hamburger Mary's in St. Louis. And I think the day that I'm planning on leaving, I'll be there for drag bingo. So that'll be kind of interesting. 
Um, but we're going to try to make all these little LGBT stops along the way. So please follow along on that. We're going to try to get an intern to go with us if they have the time and we make the money. And if not, they'll be running the fort back here in uh, beautiful Northeast Ohio and Pennsylvania. So, so I, everything will run smoothly on the trip out there. Uh, guys, I do want to talk about um, the people that weren't able to join us. Today. We have three other great interns um, as well. And none of you guys got to meet Ashley, um, Audrey, or Jordan. Did get to meet Sarah. She's our Ohio intern, and she's honestly intimidating as hell to me. <laughs> uh, she is an actual doctor. Um, she is she's um, delivered babies and stuff, and she has gone to school in Iceland. Speaking of traveling, and her name is Sarah, so she's going to be joining us here, and we'll have her on the show. But she's got a master's of science degree in biomedical science, clinical embryology. Uh, like I said, spent summer school in Iceland. But believe it or not, she's going to come on Left of Straight Radio and do her own music show. She is a huge music fan. And she's going to be talking all about music for us eventually. So I'm very excited to bring her on. And then Chris we brought on. You guys all got to meet Chris. He is a fantastic writer. Um, does amazing writing for the local Youngstown State University Jam Bar and our local um, Mahoning County magazine, Metro Monthly. So we're excited to have him aboard. And then in Columbus, Ohio, we have Taylor, another ally who has a huge interest in mental health. She's going to be helping out with Voices for Change 2.0 and the Mental Health Show. So great group of people, and I'm really excited about this. Um, it's going to be a great time. So we're going to go ahead and since they didn't come in, we're going to just have an hour show today. We don't have another guest, but I want you guys all to tune in next week. We're going to have brand new shows. We're going to have our interns helping out on shows. So you'll be able to hear them. We'll bring them in from time to time, but guys, thanks for being on the left of straight show today. I hope you had a fun time. Definitely. This was great. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. All right, well, be on the lookout. They're going to be running the Left of Straight social media. We have a new Left of Straight uh, radio Instagram account, Left of Straight radio Facebook page, and Left of Straight Twitter. So be sure to talk to all of them on there. And uh, do you happen to remember the Left of Straight Instagram off the top of your head, Miss Ashley? Off the top of my head? No, but I do have my phone right in front of me. There you go. All right. It is left of straight, just as we usually spell it. That's uh, L-E-F-T-O-F-S-T-R and the number eight. All right. Left of straight radio. You look for that. We also have, like I said, Twitter. I'm not going to make any of you guys look it up because I don't remember them right now. I don't have them in front of me. But look <laughs> for those and sign up for it. But I know that our handles, I know it's a weird log on for Twitter. I think it's like uh, radio straight left, left of. of or something. Straight, straight. left yeah, right? um, yeah. Straight mm-hmm. Left of. And then uh, our Facebook page is Left of Straight, or your Facebook. So all those, look for Instagram. Be sure to friend it because you're going to be talking to these three guys here. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm going to come and wrap things up in just a couple minutes. We're going to play out with another Matt Stern song. This is Travel Around Your World. Guys, thanks for listening to Left of Straight Show right here on Left of Straight Radio. Mm-hmm. 
place you're always going I can never see the water in the vase that's overflowing can never see the walls that were supposedly left before me Never keep my mouth shut Always wanna give it and never wanna give up I'm just trying to keep this holy Leave the rest to destiny Holy leave the rest to destiny. Yeah. 